does make our beginnings, and uh, I think we're, what, maybe 10 minutes after the hour, almost 10 minutes after. So we make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today, as we as we as we make our beginning, I just want to give you these three verses to to have as a reminder. Isaiah forty one, and I think that's uh, fifteen eleven to fifteen, and Matthew chapter fourteen, verse twenty three. But it's that section. Okay, let me give it to you this way. It's Matthew chapter 14, but it begins with verse 22 and goes through uh, pretty much the end of that chapter in Matthew chapter 14. It's the parable about, I mean, the story about Jesus walking on the, on the water. And then the other one is um, Psalm 42, verses 1 to 7. So back through that is Isaiah 41. 11 to 15, Matthew chapter 14, 22 to the end of the chapter, which is going to be 36, and then Psalm 42, verses 1 to 7. So let us pray. Father in heaven, as we come before you today, you are your people, and you love us, and we know that, Father. Help us to hold on to our faith that will not let anything rattle our trusting you and being strengthened by you and walking according to your will in our lives. Father, we know that you're a good God, and we thank you for that. Be with those who are despairing today, Father, and be with those who just are dismayed. And may they be strengthened to know that you will never leave them and you will never forsake them, that you will be right there. Sometimes we can see it, Lord, and sometimes we can't. But our faith says, because you promised it, you're right there guiding us and strengthening us. Be with those today, Lord, who just want to give you praise and honor for all of the things that happen in their lives. May they be joyful as we make this journey together. Be with us during this time of prayer and study of your word. In the precious name of your son, Jesus, Lord, we praise you and we glorify you and we thank you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, as we begin today, let's look at Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah 41, beginning with verse 11. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid, O worm Jacob. O little Israel, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp, with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them, and reduce the hills to chaff. Thank you. 
Uh, one thing that I just want to remind you of is the fact of these words that Jesus, um, that God speaks through Isaiah. He says, you are my servant. Fear not, for I am with you, and I will help you. Now, those are strong reminders to us as his people that God will, will always be there for us. And I want you to understand that God can transform your circumstances from uh, an arid desert into a beautiful garden. So he tells us, turn trying, you know, turn during trying times of sorrow and despair and dismay and pain. And he will send, he will, he will end with God's promise. And that promise is, is that I will help you. I will help you through it all. And, and I can just remember saying to my grandson, Austin, one time, he was struggling with something, and he kept looking up at me, and I realized that his look to me was, Granddad, please help me. And so I looked at him, and I said, Austin, you're having trouble with that? And he said, yes. And I said, I will help you. And I saw the biggest smile go over his face because that just took his despair away from him. So I want you to be reminded of that. I know that, that you know, as we go into the fall and winter of this year and through the elections and all of that stuff, know this, that our God is a just God. He's, a, he's, a, he's an all right, on time God. And he will deliver us and he will help us. All I need for us, all we need to do is to put our trust in him, walk in faith, knowing that we hold on to his promise, I will help you. Please be reminded of that today. And now we go to Matthew chapter 14. What are those verses again? 22 to 36, I think it is. Yeah, 22 to 36. We, we can go ahead. Okay. Matthew chapter 14, beginning with verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. And when they had crossed over, they landed at Genesaret. 
And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. Amen. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes storms in our lives come because of our disobedience. But I want you to be reminded of this. In this story, here's another here's another focus on this story. This storm came because they obeyed Jesus. He sent them ahead of him. He told them to get into the boat and go on across the sea. And then he went up into the mountain by himself to pray. And then when evening came, he was he was there alone. The, the parable says, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, and it was buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. There are things that God ordains for us just in our obedience. And it may seem like we've gone in the wrong direction because it seems like trials and, and troubles and all of those things and a coronavirus steps in and it really wants to test us to the brink. And I know that these are hard times. They are hard times for everybody. And I, and I just want you to be reminded of that. Everywhere I turn and everywhere I look and everybody I'm talking to, people are despairing. People are having even mental issues behind this thing that, that we're going through together but also be reminded that we are going through them together. And I know it's hard when we see clowns running around without masks on their faces and hear hear a guy running for president who's nothing but a plain jerk. But, you know, besides that, we're not putting our trust in, in those guys. We're putting our trust in God. We know that God is a great God. He's a gracious God. So what happened was Peter was walking on the, he wanted to walk on the water, but he was distracted by the dangers around him. And I want you to hear that because here we are, we're going to trust in God and God is saying to us, okay, you can walk on this storm. You can walk on this storm, but don't worry about the dangers that are around it. I'm not talking about the dangers of what can come. I'm not talking about the dangers of, of not wearing a mask because that makes just common sense. Right but to trust him. And what he did was he took, what, what Peter did was he took his eyes off of Jesus right. instead of obeying him and walking in faith. We live by faith and we walk by faith when we can trust his word. That's the first thing. And the other one is, is that, uh, and I want to read you this from Hebrews chapter um, 12, verse verse 13, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. So just bear with me for a minute. Okay, this is what he says in, in Hebrews chapter 12. He says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. That's the first thing. Throw it all off. God says that we can throw it off. 
But then in verse 2, he says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That's our word for us today. Let us not grow weary and lose heart, but just to learn to trust in God, because God's got something in all of this stuff that he's going to deliver us and he's going to redo us, but he's also going to use us to be witnesses to those who are struggling. So be aware of that as we, you know, just try to go on through this whole situation. And here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. Beware of distractions. Beware of those who have the bully pulpit. Beware of those who are walking around with no mask on because there's nothing but a distraction trying to tell you, don't worry about it. I'm going to share this story with you. Because I was I was in Michigan on Saturday to do our drive through communion, and and I was despairing because of just first of all going from one hot spot to another hot spot, and I was distracted. I was distracted by all the things that I was trying to accomplish while I was there before I returned to Ohio, and then it, it hit me in that way. Don't be distracted because you're here doing God's work. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted because God loves you. Don't be distracted by all of the things that are going on around you or what people are saying around you. Because one thing that I know about you is that you know God's word, that you are people who study God's word. Now, here's the joy. Here's here's the point. Follow that. Don't be distracted. Don't let somebody come in and turn you from what you know or distract you and carry you along a path that you know which is right. And you know right from wrong. You know the joy of serving the Lord because he's held on to St. Philip for 86 years. Now, I'm not going to say that there weren't battles in the family because in any family there are going to be battles and there are going to be struggles. But one thing that we do know is that who's the head of the house I remember one time when my word, our kids were coming up and they were having the hardest time. They were they were battling each other. And I and I was listening to this commotion that was going on and I walked in and I go, What do you think you're doing? And everybody sat down and looked at me and said, We're not doing anything and I go, Yes, you are. What do you call yourself doing? Don't you realize that you're brothers and sisters? And they looked at me and said, Well, yeah, Daddy, we do. And I said, so what do you call yourselves doing? Because this is something that God does not like. Mm-hmm. And I had him. I had him. I thought I did anyway. <laughs> I thought I did. Until the next battle came along, and then I had to remind them of that battle. That, you know, don't be walking around here fighting with each other. Fight the enemy that is about to overcome you. So please don't be distracted by anything. Don't be distracted by our our secret agendas. Don't be distracted trying to get things to be pulled our way. Now is the hour for us to put our focus on God's word, to be steadfast in prayer, 
and trusting God and having faith in him that he will deliver us. You know, my, my great joy is this. And, and somebody's going to say I'm crazy, but my great joy is being able to lead people through the wilderness. Mm. And I know some crazy stuff happens in the wilderness. Mm. People want to fight in the wilderness, and they want to come at you in the wilderness. But the joy of it is knowing that I serve a living God. I didn't say a dead God. I said I serve a living God who is right there with me, who is ready to deliver me at the drop of a hat. So be aware of that as as we go forward. Now I want you to go to Psalm 42, verses 1 to 7. Psalm 42, beginning with verse 1. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God, with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mizar, deep cause to deep, in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Now, those are powerful words. This psalm is from the sons of Korah. And and I'll just have you just kind of look that up and read through it. But when he says this, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. Have you ever stood by a waterfall and just kind of heard it just kind of flowing over the over its bank embankments and... You know, you hear that great big roar that's going on, and you see the waves down below where the where the water meets again, and the breakers. So what the what they were saying is that, you know, Lord, deep calls to deep. It caused me to be deep in Your Word, and I know that all of Your waves and breakers have swept over me. But I also know one thing: that I'm here to give witness to the fact that You are God, and You're You're right here with me. So one thing that I want you to know is that sometimes God seems far far from them in his hour in their hour of need. And he's not like a thirsty deer in the desert seeking water. And I thought about that because we used to sing this song and I think we've sang it a couple of times in St. Philip. As the deer panted past the water for the song you know what? Okay, don't be, don't be laughing at me. Don't be laughing. We laughing. Don't be laughing. Don't be laughing at me. Y'all want me to stop? Don't be laughing at me. Okay. But the Lord is. The, the Lord. Uh, be aware of this. The Lord is never far away, and He's near even even though we don't see Him or we even recognize Him. And that's why Jesus said this. You remember what Jesus said. Entertain a stranger and treat them right because you never know when you've Amen. been in the presence of an angel. Right. Amen. 
do everything in that way because God, we don't know how he's going to come. But he says this, you know, just like that thirsty deer in the desert seeking water, the Lord is never far away and he's near even though we don't recognize him. The problem is our depression. And I'm just going to ask you this. I don't want anybody to say anything or don't know. Are you depressed because of what's going on? Are you depressed because we can't get back to the normal that we knew beforehand? Are you depressed and struggling and you're looking for somewhere to strike out or you've been used as an instrument to strike out at someone who had nothing to do with it? Depression is, um, it aggravates because we look back at a time in the good old days. And I want you to hear this. Huh. How is it used to be which, that which might uh, all grant? You know, we, we want to go back, and I, and I heard this earlier, that our president would love to take us back to the 50s. And if you remember the 50s, we struggled to get to the 60s. If you remember the 60s, we struggled to get to the 70s. Instead of trying to go forward, he wants to take us back to the 50s where, and I heard this and I want to share it, where the women put on their dresses, they made the meal, and stayed at home. You answer how that would fly in our world today and how short we would come up. And I think I heard, um, I was talking to, and, and, and I was talking to Ted one time. And Ted and I were talking, and he said, you know what? He said, we would make great strides if we put more women into the medical research field. And I looked at it, and I go, what? He says, we would make better strides, and we'd come up with an answer and a cure to some of this stuff if we put more women into the medical research field. And then he went on to explain. He said, women have patients that men don't have. And they have a connection sometimes that men can't even can't even muster up. So when we start hearing that slogan, make America great again, it means going back to the old days. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? We have to have a change of the situation that brings us a lot. The older we get, the less we enjoy change. The talk of others and asking, has God forgotten us? Just think about it. Our hope is in God and don't listen to others, but look to the future and not to the past. So if you're feeling drowned by circumstances, keep in mind that they are his ways and billows, and he knows what is best for you and me in our particular situation. So start this way. Start feeding on his word. And when you tend to want to go backwards, feed on God's God's word because there's a word for every situation and every body as you read his word. God will be your God and he will be your guide. And no matter how miserable you may feel, God is greater than your feelings. And here's the final word because I had to do this this morning. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. And he will see you through it. So be reminded of that. And and I'm just going to close with this. 
if you think you're going through something, just be a pastor mm. and have people who are entrusted to you to lead them to lead them through because you know it, it I'm concerned about everyone that God has put under my under my under my pastorate. Let me put it that way. I'm concerned and I keep you all in prayer. And I just want you to be reminded that when you hurt, I'm hurting. Some things I already know about and some things I have no clue about. And there are times, have you ever had a time where you kind of have that moment where you're kind of down and you don't know where it came from? Well, rest assured that God kind of gives that connection with the people that he's given to us as pastors. So I thank God for someone such as Pastor Robinson, who is my who is my brother who keeps me spurred along, and I know that I keep him spurred along and keep him strengthened. And I just want you to be reminded of that as we go together, because we're going to make it. We're going to make it through. If we are his obedient children, we are going to make it through to the other side. And you know what I said about getting to the other side? I said on that time when we are able to come back into God's house, what are we going to do? Not everybody else. Celebrate. Amen. Amen. We are going to have a celebration. I hope nobody comes and have, a, have to go anywhere because we don't be there for a minute. We'll have one of the old foot stomping services, I, you know, as, as we go forward. So just be reminded of that. And um, I'm going to ask it in this way. Does, there, does anyone want to lift up prayer today? Well, okay, Mrs. Davis. Community pastor. Oh, okay, that's Mrs. Jackson. Yes. yes. Okay, and then um, I like that. Well, so I, let's begin. Well, I do. Let's begin with that. Okay. Go ahead. Lord, thank you for permitting us to join you today in this gathering to discuss your word. Lord, our community is waiting for your revelation regarding your faithful servants, those who are willing to publicly proclaim your teaching, to love our neighbors. Lord, be with our personal community, our church members at St. Philip, who are challenging health and financial and emotional issues. Today, Lord, be with us in all things that we think, do, and say. Lord, be in the mix of the parents and lawmakers regarding the re-entering our educational system. Be with us as we try to keep the United States a country where serving you remains a safe place. Amen. Lord, we lay all of our concerns at your feet today. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else want to lift up something in prayer? I'd like to pray for the first responders. Okay. Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful to you for your watchful care over us. And Lord, as we see once again the report of the numbers going up, and we are so aware that those who are the ones we consider our first responders have a different set of stresses and pressure than we can know. So we just want to pray for their health, their well-being, and Lord, their provision today. We ask you that you would be in every hospital, 
with those who give care to patients. We ask that you would be with those who are in law enforcement, that you would be with the firefighters and, Lord, the all of those who just respond to our needs day in and day out, whether it has anything to do with the virus or not, that you would watch over them. Lord, each one of us deserves to go home at the end of a shift or day, so we're just going to ask your protection over these that serve us in such a way. And there's so much trouble, Heavenly Father, that can surround these places at times, but Lord, you already know the things that we face and the things that they are going to face, so we ask you to just be with them day in and day out, strengthen them and provide for them in every way. And Lord, help us to know those ways that we can just show our appreciation and support for their watchful care. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I would like to pray for families that are going through things that we, we are so concentrated on the COVID and the pandemic and all of this. But there are so many families that are going through things that have nothing really to do with that. Mm-hmm. And and they're having to face things, uh, illnesses in their families, uh, deaths in their families, and especially for people who have uh, uh, family members like in nursing homes where they the only way that they can see them is, is uh, by uh, mm-hmm. uh, FaceTiming or watching them through a window, pray for these people because yes. they're, it's hard for them, very hard for them. It's hard for their family members that are in these facilities, and it's hard for them who are outside, uh, uh, unable to reach them, touch them, and hold them. Pray for all of us, Lord, in Jesus' yes. name. Amen. 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 Father, keep us steadfast in every way. Use your church and use your church people and use their faith to let their light shine in this dark world. Father, remember all situations that come about. Strengthen us through them and deliver us to the other side. Father, I just pray today for all of our membership and, and that you will Keep them in their special situations to be delivered to you for the last day. Father, be with us as we give you honor and glory. Even during these tough times, we're going to give you honor. We're going to give you praise. We're going to give you the glory. To that end, Lord, strengthen us. We pray this prayer, Father, and we ask you in all things continue to be our God and never leave us, never go away from us, but keep us steadfast. Hear our prayer in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Be with us. And I ask Mrs. Gossip to please close us as we get ready to close with the Lord's prayer. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this to you and praise and thanksgiving thanking you, Lord, for just being God. I've known God for a long time, and I will forever know God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise you. We glorify your name. Lord, be with us. Go with us. Let us have faith. And, Lord, let us listen to you 
because you will talk to us as we listen. All we got to do is listen, and we will hear you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God, for holding on to our hand. Lord, you, you the mountains down. You calm the storms. You whip us through sickness and in death, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for healing us. And I thank you for being with us. Just We're just going to wait on you, Lord, because we know you can do all things but fail. And thank you, Heavenly Father. Help our church members. Thank you for the love that we have with them. Thank you for our pastor, Heavenly Father, and his family. Go with them and stand by them and make them strong, Heavenly Father, because we need them too. Thank you, dear God, for all your blessings. This and all I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, before we pray the Lord's Prayer, um, on this Sunday is All Saints Sunday, and there's going to be a special thing during our service. But I'm also, I'm trying to remember now, I think also we are, what's going to be coming on to our YouTube, to our YouTube channel will be our support or the spiel that we will get from the school board uh, about the coming election. And so I would ask you to be a part of that, to be, to be diligent in that, in that way. So now to that end, we pray the Lord's prayer. Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, how be thy name, be thy name. Thy, kingdom thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth, on earth, as it is in heaven. Is in heaven. Give us this day, day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, Wednesday as well. God bless you. Yeah.